good afternoon, good lunchtime, whatever, whatever time it is that you were listening to this. Hello, say what, friends and family. I am so glad that you tuned in today. Um, I am just driving down the road. Well, I am not driving. Yep. See, the GPS is already talking to us. So, Thomas and I have got my husband Thomas here with me. What's we, up? We are driving right now from Habersham, Georgia to Aiken, South Carolina. We're seeing some family for a few weeks and so we're in the, in the car. So you might hear some honks. You might hear some uh, GPS. Is your GPS like Australian or something? It is. So if you hear some random Australian man, we didn't like kidnap somebody. Like they're just, it's our GPS. So our roads might be hard. The dog might bark might bark but here we are we're doing it we're doing it because i think it's important for us to record some episodes while we're out so today like i said i've got thomas with us and i'm so excited to chat about his perspective of the conversation about wanting sex more so i had an episode come out recently about um, how i wanted to have sex more than he did and so that's what we're going to talk about today we're going to talk about his side of wanting of, I guess him wanted to have sex less than I did. But before we do that, I always ask my guests who come on, what's one thing you love and one thing you hate? And I will also share. So, babe, one thing you love and one thing you hate. So, one thing that I love is whatever the activity or area of interest or whatever, if it involves like having having products and I'll use golf for example or then I can probably find figure out or you might be able to say something else I am loyal to brands oh he is a brand loyalist Uh, like no other so what I love is when I have something or a set of something where I only have to use one company's thing so like for golf for example my whole all my golf clubs are the same brand for my like shout out to bomb tech (laughs) yes for my like uh, shampoo and body wash and stuff. I prefer for it to all be one brand. Um, just just different things like that. I only use Apple products for technology stuff. I only use Canon products for cameras. Uh, okay, I we get it. Yeah, stuff like we that. We get it. I'm, You're a brand loyalist. Brand loyal Whatever. Person. I love having one brand. They're all their stuff that I can have. Okay, one thing you hate. Or maybe strongly dislikes. Maybe you don't hate it. Hate such a oh, strong no. word. Oh, no. I'm going to use hate for this one. This I... is a mutual hate thing that we both have. Um, uh, I hate when technology will not do what it is designed to do. Oh, oh, oh. I have said many, many bad words when technology doesn't work. I can, I can agree with that. Yeah, it's just frustrating. You know, these, they design a printer to print, and it should print when you tell it to the first time. And that's that's all I got to say about that. I, for the most part, we're a pretty nice person, but when it comes to my technology not working, I turn into to really I turn into Satan. It's really bad. It's, it's really yeah. bad. So so I do hate that. I okay. will use the hate word. Thomas hates that. Yes. Okay. One thing I love. I'm actually going to say two because they're happening in my life right this second. I love Chick Fil A's vanilla iced coffee. I know some people think their iced coffee or their coffee doesn't come up to par with the rest of their food, but those people are wrong. <laughs> I, I, I thought about saying Chick Fil A as well, but I, I decided to pass. Well, so. I love Chick Fil A's vanilla iced coffee. There's nothing like it, and I also love 
this line in a Taylor Swift song. I love Taylor Swift. She's my girl. She's been my girl since I was a teenager. I've been very loyal to T Swift. I'm a Swifty. There's this line in her song Cornelia Street where she, um, it's her from her new live version of this song from um, City of Lover, and she just hits this note, and it's so beautiful at the end of the song on Cornelia Street. She, I'm not gonna sing it because I can't sing it like her, but she talks about being mystified when the city screams their name, and she just hits it to a certain point. It's so beautiful, and I could just cry because I love it so much. Every time, it just hits me so hard. Okay. And one thing that I hate, what do I hate? Oh, right now, I guys, I hate cats. I'm sorry to all you cat lovers, but I am highly, highly allergic to cats. And staying with Thomas's parents, they have three cats. So I am very sick right now. I'm real sniffly and it's just not a fun time. So... I hate cats. So those are some things that I love, some things I hate, some things Thomas loves, some things Thomas hates. All right. You ready? Dive in. Let's do it. Okay. So like I said, I have an episode out that talks about how I wanted to have sex more than Thomas did when we got married. And um, I definitely think it'd be good for you to listen to that episode before you listen to this one so you can hear my perspective. And I pretty much tell the whole story of it all and so I really think that that's key for you to listen to before you listen to this one so just go ahead and do that if you've not but um I wanted to have sex more than him before when we were when we were married and I I think I said before married when we were married I wanted to have sex more than him and it was a really tough thing for us to figure out um and so I pretty much shared all my thoughts on the episode so I also thought but I thought it was really important for you guys to hear from Thomas because society like really tells society and culture just acts like men can't keep it in their pants and they just want to have sex like 24 7 and they don't want to do anything else it's just sex 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 and so when we got married and that wasn't the case for us and and the more people that I talk to the more women who are married who are actually open and talking about this I find that like that's not the case in their marriage either And so I know that this is more common than what we think and believe. And so that's why I want to talk about it. And so, um, T, from your perspective, like, what was that like for you? Like, did you feel any pressure from culture to want to have sex all the time? Like, I just want to hear your, like, story with all of this. Um, Yeah. So, I I mean, like, I know you've already shared your part, but I'll back up and probably hit some of the same things that you have already talked about. But uh, before we got married, when we were engaged and whatnot, like it was, uh, we talked about, um, like, what, oh, what's it going to be like when we get to have sex? And it was this, this like, uh, sacred forbidden thing. And it is special. And we knew that it was special, but I think we both going into it, just assumed that we were going to do it all the time. Um, but, and when we got married, I'm sure, uh, I know if people have listened to the first thing I said, they might have heard this, but when we first got married, the first few weeks, probably maybe the first month, a little, maybe a little longer at most, we did, we were having sex a lot and we were both into it at the same level for the most part, probably. But then it started yeah, to kind of, then it started kind of die down for me and, um, I know from your end, it was, you know, you thought that I just didn't want to have sex with you. Like that was the actual reason or I didn't find you attractive or things like that. And 
and that wasn't that wasn't the case and it wasn't a uh, i also i will touch on this i didn't i didn't necessarily feel a pressure from society or culture to need to have sex all the time because i was a guy um that's good i'm sure that that i'm sure that's not the case for everybody um but for me it was something else it was it was the fact that i love working i love what i do thankfully for the most part Uh, i'm a freelance digital media person so for the most part like i get to do the stuff that i like to work on and kind of have the schedule that i want to have and get to speak into things the way i want to and i just that that is what started to consume me for two reasons one i loved it but two i mean that was our primary source of income for a while yeah so it, it was kind of both sides of that where i know i needed to work and i also loved what i was doing and i, I just worked all the time and when i was done working at the end of the day i was exhausted so i would come home and cook dinner and after we ate dinner i just wanted to sit on the couch and watch tv to to relax and rest and it wasn't that i didn't want to have sex it's just that i, I didn't want to do anything mm, yeah um, I, I just wanted to sit there i didn't even want to necessarily talk and, and yeah. that, so that was the things that we were having to work through is what that looks like and and what we've kind of landed on is, is i wasn't i just wasn't putting the right emphasis on it it was I was focusing on the physical stuff. Like I was tired. I didn't want to do anything physical. Yeah. But I did. But what what we landed on was understanding the value in sex and what both of us think about it and how we right. value it. I'm I'm very much a physical touch person. That is my love language, and that is also one of Thomas's love languages too. Um, and so that was um, that was interesting because we, you know, considering that our, that is our love language, we kind of expected that to like also just be something that happens all the time and so the fact that it it's not it was just it was tough and and did you figure out the workaholic thing like pretty early or did it just take some like kind of evaluating of like okay why am I not wanting to do this like where's this coming from like no actually I don't know how much I know we talked about this a little bit but for me I so what I did know is I knew that I was tired I knew that it wasn't because I didn't want to have sex but I didn't necessarily understand that it was because I was focusing on something else more Mm. Um, that was something that I found out uh, during during therapy actually being able to put put words and thoughts around those feelings yeah that's really good because it you know trying to figure out the source of it is the reason that we were able to come to a conclusion of like okay this is how we can move forward because we knew the source of what it was and so we just had to start changing our priority list and um I mean we we would plan it out and some people think that's not like sexy or whatever but listen (laughs) you gotta figure out how to make it work and if that means planning a time to have sex then like that's what we're gonna do so it took even us like having to schedule it it's a it's a I think that was a season for us we were working our way out of that right now but yeah we did we did just put an emphasis on it to uh, you know, I feel like a lot of people feel a pressure to they have to immediately be the change that they need. And there definitely are some things that need instant correction. But when you're talking about marriage and the idea of being married forever, and hopefully that's a long time. Yeah. Um, you know, working on things over that long amount of time, you know, if it it takes us 18 months to two years of being married to get this perfect. Well, that's 
that's nothing in the grand scheme of being married for 50 years. Right, right. And I want to touch on, too, how you talked about the forbidden fruit. And so, it's crazy because, like, I had to work through this in therapy, too. It was like, when we were engaged in dating, it's like we could not wait to have sex. And so, then, when we got married, and it was like not, I'm not saying non-existent. I was about to say that. That's not true. When it wasn't what I thought it would be, I was like, well, why was I so, like, turned on all the time? And why could Thomas just look at me? And I would be like, okay, let's have sex right now. Like, or whatever. Like, how how was I feeling that way? But now that we're married, it, like, it's taking me longer to get turned on. And I, I don't want to have sex. And, like, like so what? And, and so I was talking through that also in therapy. And me and Thomas have talked about it a lot with the forbidden fruit. Like, do you want to touch on that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it's a common saying. Um, you may have heard it. You may not have heard it. And I haven't done a lot of time and research thinking about this so it's a very surface level thing for me yeah the the saying is that the forbidden fruit is always the sweetest and basically what that means is just something that you feel like you're not allowed to do or shouldn't do is gonna be the thing that you're drawn to because there's just something about that that rebellious rebellious spirit in everybody so for us it was when when we knew that we did want to wait till we were married to have sex so for and we made that decision yeah so for us for lack of a better word since it's the phrase that was our forbidden fruit yeah um and then when we were married it was not a forbidden fruit anymore and um it's it's just that whole mindset around it what you what people have to be careful about is uh, you can't you, you have to make sure and i think we were close but we we didn't we didn't know that understand the concept fully necessarily but you got to be careful if you're only not doing something because it's forbidden once you get that thing your heart will just want you to try to jump to the next forbidden thing yeah whether oh, that's, that's really another good. person or something else or porn online or, something like or anything yeah. like that if you don't if you're only doing something because it's forbidden then you still have that problem you don't you'll just eventually you'll find something that you can't take care of on your own. Right. And I think that's part of the issue too, is because we had kind of, well, I won't speak for you, but I had made sex like an idol. Like I had put it on a pedestal. Like once I get this or once I am able to have this, like that, then I'll be complete. Then I'll be good. Then this, then I won't have any issues anymore. I won't have any sin anymore in my life, which is not a good way to view that. But that's what I was doing. I was putting it on a pedestal. And so when I actually was able to have it, I had a very different experience than what I thought I would. And and I'm definitely going to talk about um, some of my issues with sex and some painful sex that I've had and, um, and how my journey with painful sex, because that's something else we should talk about. That'll come in a later episode for sure. Um, but it was just hard for me to like also make the switch that like, okay, this is something we can have. And now, now what, you know, and that's not, not, that's not how it should be, you know, cause like right. I said, I just had the now what view. And so I had something in my heart that I like was striving for that, or I was having that rebellious spirit then it was like okay well now what I can do that's bad that's that's not good that's where your heart needs to have like the shift right yeah I mean you got to know why you're doing something if you're just not having sex because it's forbidden um I'm not saying that uh, well well, for me I don't think that's a good enough reason to not 
Right. I'm not saying that you should just go have sex, but uh, you need to figure out for yourself why you have chosen to wait till you're married. Hopefully you have figured that out. You know, that's just the If one that's thing. your decision. I'm not saying that, that has to be everybody's, but if that is right. what you've but, decided. But anything, if you've decided that you're not going to drink alcohol or you're not going to do anything, it, it needs to, you need to have that thought out. And you're just, the, the reason you're not doing it is more than just because you think it's bad. Yeah. I mean, I've, on the sex topic, I've had to figure out in my heart, like the reason that I waited to have sex was mostly out of fear of getting pregnant (laughs) and the shame that would come along with being unmarried and pregnant. And so I don't think honestly that was a good enough reason to wait. Um, I did, I would say that like, it was cause I wanted to experience that with my husband. I only wanted one sexual partner in that way. Um, but a lot of it was because I was just so scared of having, um, I would get that I would get pregnant and then there's so much shame around that. And so I, I think it was in a mean girls where it was like, don't have sex. You will get pregnant and die. And that's literally how I felt like I'm not joking. And so that was the majority of the reason that I waited. And so, and I don't necessarily think that's good enough reason. It should be because, um, it's a decision that you've made in your heart with the Lord, um, wanting to, to stand by what he says in scripture and stuff, not out of like fear or shame. Um, I could talk about that for forever. <laughs> I could get on that yeah, topic and yeah. I will later. Um, cause that's very, 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 very important. For sure. And I think it's important. I think it's important. Um, so what would you tell people? I mean, me and you were in this boat over just a little over a year ago. So we're definitely fresh, fresh out of it. Um, for the people who are struggling with that, like forbidden fruit or the people who are like, well, how far is too far? Cause they want that, that feeling or, you know, the quite the magic question of where's the line? How far can I go? Like, what would you say on that? Um, yeah. So I think part of it for me still, uh, you know, we're from the South so that my, my roots are in some of the Bible belt answers. Um, there are some sayings that I like that people answer that question with. There's some sayings that I don't like. Um, but when you're talking about how far is too far, if someone were to ask me, um, Hey, I'm dating somebody and like, just want to know like, what, what is the line? I, my first question would be, why are you trying to figure that out? Like what, mm, what, what is good. going on? Are you trying to figure that out? Because somebody like, are you asking me because you asked somebody else already or you heard somebody else tell you that well, this is where the line should be and you're not okay with that. Yeah. And if that's the case, then I would want, I would, we would, I would want to talk to you about, well, why do you think like, why weren't you happy with that response and, and try to figure that out. But yeah, that's I, really I good. think where I would go with that is what, what is your goal with your relationship? You know, what are you trying to accomplish mm, and, and yeah. really think, try to think about that because then you have something to shoot for Mm. shooting to just not do something like we talked about earlier is is too too easy i use the word easy lightly you just you should have a higher standard in general for yourself than just not being this other thing and actually have something that you do want to be oh yeah so so i think my how far is too far my question would be well what kind of person do you want to be oh yeah that's really good and once you answer that question well if that's the kind of person you want to be, what do you, what, what does that person do? And what does that person not do? Yeah. 
and and that's and that's where your line is and that's that answer is not going to be the same for every single person more than likely and that's okay yeah because uh oh is that a cop please don't be a cop that is a cop okay we might get pulled over guys this is real life everybody else is going about the same speed okay we're good we're good well let's we'll see i think we're good but yeah, that, <laughs> so I, I apparently, I am not the kind of person who doesn't speed. We're in the middle of freaking nowhere in, in Georgia. <laughs> you right, you right. I don't even know speed limits, man. Cops in Colorado are so, well, we did get pulled over in Colorado on the way here. No, it was Kansas. No, we weren't in Kansas yet. Oh. We weren't in Kansas yet. I wasn't speeding. I just swerved a little bit and they wanted to make sure we were weren't. okay. Yeah. But yeah, so that would be my answer is, is just kind of flipping that question. I think people that are that are asking that they're not asking necessarily for the wrong reason they've just probably been told by somebody that what they're doing is wrong and yeah i'm not necessarily as concerned with is what you're doing right or wrong it's just hey are you are you deciding to do what you're doing or is it just kind of happening if you're in control of what what the decisions you're making then yeah then cool that's fine i and kind of going off of that saying the kind of person you want to be and statements that people say they would talk about having self-control like just practice self-control practice self-control and if the person that you want to be has self-control i would encourage you to kind of change that mindset because or not change the mindset change the way you think about it a little bit because um having self-control seems you know something you should strive for but I think you should look at it through the lens of like making promises to yourself. Yeah. Um, and I was reading about that in the book, uh, Girl, Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis. And she talked about making promises to herself. And if she's so quick to break her promise to herself, then how could she be held accountable to keep promises that she's made to other people? And that's really like, I've really hung on to that statement since reading that book. Um, and so that's just another case of this. Like, if you've made the promise to yourself that you're going to set this certain boundary, like be the person that keeps that promise, have that integrity to keep that promise to yourself. And also like, like you said, well, look and, at, if, and if you don't keep the promise, like just own up to the fact that you made that decision. Yeah. What, whatever it is. And let's, let's take it away from sex or sexual things for a second, just to, so we're not generalizing, but like if you decide that you're going to get up and and go to the gym every day, you know, Ugh. that's a right. But that, if you made a promise to yourself and you can, you can replace that promise with anything. Yeah. But if you made that promise and then you get up one day and you hit snooze and don't go, well, it's, it's not, ah, uh, I just, I didn't make it or this is too hard. No, you made a promise and you decided not to do it. Yeah. You decided. And, and that's, this the thing you just, you need to decide what you want your life to be like. Yeah. Not because somebody else told you, but what kind of person do you want to be? Right. Make the promises that it's going to take to be that person and then decide every single day to let your yeses be yes. And I like completely agree with you when you said, um, not because someone else told you what to do. Um, I think especially in the, in the realm of sex, like we can constantly preach like don't have sex for you married don't have sex for you married so it becomes like shameful around that and so if the reason that you're trying to figure out the line just so you can stay in line with what other people have said to you because you're afraid of well what will happen if people find out or gossip or am i gonna look like this or be like this um i are we getting pulled over again no oh sorry there's a lot of cops here in georgia um but uh 
if you are doing that just because, and you're not doing it because you and the Lord have talked about that and set that boundary and he's not, and the Holy Spirit hasn't been checking, checking you on it, then I don't think that's a, that's a good enough reason either. Like you've got to make those decisions for yourself because then if you're doing it just because of fear of what people will think about you, then you're going to just live in that fear forever. And that's a really hard place to get out of. And so when when people ask how far is too far, I've kind of come to the answer to that question being like, that is between you and the Lord. And I know who Jesus is, and so I'm going to trust that Jesus is going to handle that and that the Holy Spirit will check you when you need to be checked. And He'll help you figure out those boundaries, and He'll show you um, what's right or wrong and living in that, um, living in the light of that, I think, Um, because I don't, Jesus is not too small to be able to help you with that, you know, like He's... He's a good God who wants the best for you, wants the best for your body and your emotions and your just who you are. And so I just trust that if you spend time talking to the Lord about it, he's going to give you those answers that you're looking for. Um, I, that's something that I know I struggle with so much when I was um, in high school and college of like, how far is too far? Because I just really want to do all this, but I want to stay in line because that's what they told me to do. Um, and so I just, I want to encourage you to like spend some time with the Lord about that. And I'm just going to trust that Jesus is going to help you figure that out and figure out those boundaries for you. Um, and, well, and, and I'll, I'll add one more thing. I think, I think we're about to wrap up and yes. you definitely close, but, um, and if you don't want this, we'll cut it. But <laughs> I, I just, I, I want to add that we are not we're not trying to necessarily push back against the way sex has been taught from church as far as like, we're not trying to give people permission to have sex before they're married. Yes. I'm so glad Uh, you said that. um, Yes, yes, yes. We think we do both agree that it is, it is an individual journey, but at the same time, the standards for morals that were set by Jesus haven't shifted at all since he was on this earth. Right. But the, the questions and the way people look at it, I do think have shifted a lot. Yeah. Um, if Jesus, people tried to trip Jesus up all the time by asking him for black or white answers. And that's what the, what, how far is too far question is. It's a black and white answer question is what people are trying to get. And people would try to trip Jesus up with that all the time. And he would turn that on them for the same things and, and completely blow their minds. The disciples would ask how, who's going to be the greatest? And his answer was, you've got to be willing to, to love people the way a child loves people. And that's unconditionally and, and unapologetically. Mm. Or he would, he would get asked, Hey, what's the greatest commandment? What do I have to do? And uh, instead of giving them a checklist, he says, love me and love your neighbor. And yeah. And then he told the dude to give away all your stuff. If you think you're doing all that, you know, so he just, right. he's not giving people these black and white answers. He, he wants to change their heart and really get to the heart of the issue. And, and yeah. hear the person and that's what we're trying to do and what what you're trying to do with this and what we're trying to do with this conversation is right let people know that they're okay the thoughts they're having are okay absolutely and we just want to help you figure out what that looks like for yourself right I'm so glad you said that because yeah I don't think I made that clear I definitely um and I'll probably talk about this later on a on a different episode but that I do believe you should wait till you're married to have sex and there's so many reasons why and I'm not going to get into those right now because I want to um wait for that to be an episode on its own but so I'm glad that you made that clear yeah I don't want it to seem like I'm saying you should just go and have sex and 
just do all the things. Like that's not at all what we're saying. I just want you to really look at the core reasonings for why you're doing what you're doing and hoping that it points back to because it's what you and Jesus talked about and what he's convicted you of rather than the words of other people and, and the forbidden fruit aspect of it all. So, um, well, thanks for chatting with me about this, babe. Of course. I'm, I'm glad that we got to talk about it from your perspective. And I think we had a good conversation about um, forbidden fruit, too. And that, that's a really it's a really good thing to talk about. Um, so, yeah, friends, let me know your thoughts on this. Um, go ahead and DM say.whatpodcast on Instagram so we can talk about it. Because um, I would love to know your experience with this, where you're at, if you've had these same struggles or if you didn't. Um, but yeah, let's continue the conversation over there. And if you do like this podcast, please do me a favor just one time and hit the five stars and leave a review because that encourages me to keep going. Let me know what you guys like and what you don't like, how I can get better, um, doing this. But yeah, go ahead and hit those five stars for me. Hey, hit the five stars. If you love Chick-fil-A, if you love Chick-fil-A, hit those five stars. Um, but I love you fam. Thanks so much for spending some time with us today and we'll chat soon.